Hey, how you doing, Ignite City Church? Um, hey, I wanted to share this. So this is actually from last week's reading. I think it was the last day on Friday when we started the book of Job. Um, and it, it stood out to me. I mean, I'm telling you, I love getting in the Word because it it just, it's, it's like an, it unfolds. There's more layers to it, like a big, like a big onion. And so um, here's the parts that stood out to me. A few verses through chapters 1 and 2. Um, in chapter 1, verse 1, when... The scriptures are talking about Job. It says, He was a man of complete integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. And we need to keep that in mind. That Job um, went through some horrific things, major trials, losing everything that he owned, all of his kids. He had 10 kids. They all died on the same day. Um, and yet he was a man of complete integrity. And so it's like we, so often it, we can jump to the conclusions that if someone is going through something that's difficult, well, they must have sin in their life or they must have done something wrong. Guys, do you realize that the scriptures actually show that here is a man who has, he has complete integrity, he feared God, he turned away from evil, and yet he still went through trials and difficult situations. Um, and this was all by the plan of God. In fact, when you look at it in Job chapter 1, uh, you get down to verse 6, it talks about the fact that on one day, God is, God is on the throne. Um, it says that the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came to do the same. And, and God actually volunteers Job. You get down to verse 8. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. It's almost the exact same description as in chapter 1, verse 1. And you know that he's a person of integrity, that he, he, he's consistent in the way that he lives. Even in chapter 1, verse 5, this was Job's regular practice, which was to present an offering on behalf of his kids in case when his kids got together, together if they sinned, then Job would present a sacrifice on their behalf. So you see his complete integrity mentioned in chapter 1, verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 8, um, Satan says, you know what, the only reason that he, that he worships you is because you've protected him. Uh, but take away everything he has and he'll curse you to your face. And so God says, okay, everything he owns is in your power. However, do not lay a hand on Job himself. And so Satan left, took everything away. Everything he owned and all of his kids died. Um, and then you get down to verse, uh, let's see, in verse 20. Look at Job's response. Job stood up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. He fell to the ground and worshipped. He fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here's the thing. It's very easy for us to look at that, um, that response and think it's completely emotionless. I don't think we can do that. I think he's saying these things as tears are streaming down his face, as he's crying out in agony over losing all of his children. So here's the thing. You get to that verse 22. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. Why? Because you go back to chapter 1, verse 1. He was a man of complete integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. Now, we continue on, get down to chapter 2. The same kind of conversation that happened in chapter 1 with Satan and God happens here. Chapter 2, verse 3, have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. He still, and he goes on, he still retains his integrity even though you incited me against him to destroy him for no good reason. In fact, notice, it's mentioned over and over, he's a man of complete integrity, complete integrity, complete integrity. And then God points out to Satan, he still retains his what? His integrity, even though you incited me against him. He holds on to his integrity no matter what. And then Satan says, okay, you know what? Every man will, um, will give up everything for his own physical well-being. 
So if you if you pretty much, um, if you take that away, he'll curse you to your face. The only reason he worships you, like he's saying, the only reason he worships you is because, you have his, because he has his health. You take that away and he won't. And so God says very well, he is in your power, only spare his life. Notice in this, God has set up uh, limits as to what Satan can do. Satan can't go do anything and everything that he wants to do. God still sets up limits. He says, he's in your hands, you just can't kill him. And so he, he, um, Satan left God's presence, infected Job with terrible boils from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself while he sat among the ashes. Now look at verse 9. His wife said to him, are you still holding on to your what? Your integrity. Curse God and die. Now here's the thing. I don't, the passage doesn't say it. The passage doesn't say that she was possessed by the devil. Nothing like that. But when I, I, when I read that, and I get her heart because she's broken. She's lost all of her kids. They've lost everything that they've owned. Here's, here's Job, um, who's covered in boils, scraping himself with a piece of pottery um, to, to find any type of relief. And his wife, um, and I don't, this is just something that stood out to me. His wife is saying the type of things that Satan is wanting to say to him. Remember, when you look at how he said, if you take everything he owns, um, he will surely curse you to your face in verse 11 of chapter 1. You go over here to chapter 2, verse 5. Stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. And so he's making this accusation against Job to God. Satan's making the accusation. But when the wife speaks, when Job's wife speaks to Job, she is speaking the same type of language that Satan was speaking before God. And when I read that, I thought, God, may I never be the type of person who could ever be the mouthpiece of my enemy, the mouthpiece of the one who is accusing me, the mouthpiece of Satan. May I only and always be the mouthpiece of Jesus uh, by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in me. Friends, this is so huge for me, and I'm still playing with it. I'm still trying to figure things out. But may we, here, may the application that we have, one, may we be people of integrity, where the, the decisions that we make and the way that we live is not dependent upon the circumstances that we're going through or will go through, but rather the way that we respond to those circumstances will be dictated by the integrity that we already have, that we will, be, we will have complete integrity, that we will fear God, and we will turn away from evil. May we have that same description. May that be the same description that we receive from God uh, about us that he gave to Job. But may we live by eternity, or may, may we live by integrity. The second, may we never, may we never be the mouthpiece of Satan. May we always strive to be the mouthpiece of Jesus. And I'll close with this, and here's what I mean. In Matthew chapter 5, it's the, it's the greatest sermon ever preached. Uh, you see a, a uh, one that's like it in Luke, known as the Sermon on the Plain. This is the Sermon on the Mountain, Matthew chapter 5. And he starts off by saying this in Matthew chapter 5, um, down here in verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God or sons or daughters of God. May we strive to be peacemakers. May we have the mouthpiece of peace. May we strive to be peacemakers. May we strive to speak the things that Jesus would speak and never be a mouthpiece for Satan. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. I, I invite you to reread Job 1 and 2 and just look at how God um, always brings up the integrity of Job and how Job is constantly described that way. And may we learn something so that we can continue to move forward as people of integrity who are all about Jesus. Friends, I hope this is encouragement or a challenge to you, whatever's best and needed to make us all look more and more like Jesus. Love you guys more than you know, and we'll talk soon.
Oh, 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 oh,